Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You work for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S. We are 17 blocks away from Madison Square Garden right here in New York City. And big tech is back at it. Everybody's in favor of free speech. Hardly a day passes without its being extolled. But some people's idea of it is that they are free to say what they like. But if anyone else says anything back, that is an outrage. That's a quote from Sir Winston Churchill. Now, free speech is constantly the topic of debate. Trump censored me censored lots of people being censored. And it's not the government that's after us. It's the modern day oligarchs that are making themselves rich, selling information and doing whatnot. You know how this works with big tech. And today I'm looking at this piece and I see, wow, Bernie Sanders says he's not comfortable with Trump's Twitter ban. Yet, Bernie Sanders, even though he was trashing Trump, he had some very true words a couple of months ago. Check this out. It is unprecedented. It is the most uh, consequential attack on American democracy uh, in the history of our country. And I think your previous uh, panelist was right. This is what mafia does. And yeah, it's what mafia does. He's right. Now, again, he's trashing Trump in that in that statement, but he doesn't realize how true his words ring. Sanders made different remarks in a wide ranging interview with The New York Times, where he was asked about the Twitter ban, Trump, the platform, etc. Quote, do I feel particularly comfortable that then president of the United States could not express his views on Twitter? I don't feel comfortable about that. Not Sanders. I should have probably gotten into character. You know, for me to get into my Bernie character, I have to first yell Denmark, Denmark. That gets me in the right frame of mind. Then I say healthcare is a right. And then once I've done that, then I let me read it again. Do I feel particularly comfortable that the then president of the United States could not express his views on Twitter? I don't feel comfortable about that. But that was Bernie. Bernie doesn't like the fact that we. uh we're being stifled by big tech. He's like, look, let him say what he wants to say. I don't like the guy. He thinks he's mafia. I think big tech is mafia. And this is a problem because when you make it okay in the public domain, in the body politic, for somebody, some sort of authoritarian figure, Jack Dorsey, Twitter, the mob, whomever, and I don't mean the, the mafia, I mean the mob, like the media and their friends. When it's okay to ostracize somebody because of their political views, we've got a problem, Houston. Now, Sanders goes on to say, 
you know, he doesn't celebrate or feel pride in having uh, – well, that was Jack Dorsey, excuse me – that he doesn't feel pride or having to celebrate banning Trump. He doesn't like how they got there. After a clear warning, we take this action. We made a decision with the best information we had on the threats to the physical safety of everybody on and off Twitter. So, again, Jack Dorsey thought that Trump's tweets were going to hurt people. He He's smoking too much pot. He's really, really suffering from paranoia. I mean, this is the stupidest thing I've read in a long time. But that's where we're at. Now, former President Trump, he told Newsmax that he was enjoying his break from social media and he appreciated communicating with the public via his emailed press releases. And um, I believe we have some video uh, audio from Trump saying that stuff on Newsmax because he was, in effect, alluding to a new social media platform that he may be launching. But to me, the bigger issue is the the censorship. When people can say, look, you could say this, you can't say that. Not good. And the reason it's not good is because this goes way further than just ostracizing just Trump. And I've talked about this before. You guys are very smart. You know about this. So Trump says he now does press releases. <laughs> I do press releases. And frankly, they're, they're more elegant than tweeting, as the expression goes. <laughs> I love this guy. They're really much more elegant. And the word is getting out. Good for him. Kudos, Mr. President. I'm glad that he's working right now with Free Space. I think it's freespace.com or he's considering. At least that's the rumor that he's working with Free Space or as, as a potential vendor for his own social media. Now, the big news here is not only that Trump is going to try and make free speech free again, which is great. And he's going to make uh, free and fair elections free and fair again, which is even better because he's, you know, supporting candidates in Georgia and other battleground states where he had issues to become secretary of state like Jody Heiss. That's an excellent move. I think Congressman Jody Heiss is great. And I think he'd make a great secretary of state. They got to get rid of this Raffensperger. And it's not just Raffensperger. They've got to get rid of anybody who presents these types of uh, obstacles to the will of the people being done in an election to the Constitution not being followed in an election. I think that's just kind of part and parcel of the whole thing. But it's bigger than that. In my opinion, it's like the government. The government is taking on this nanny state role. And when you say nanny state, it sounds kind of like, oh, but that's just like Mike Bloomberg telling me I can't drink big sodas. Eh, You're wrong. It's bigger than that. Way bigger than that. You know, I'm looking at the Epic Times. Both of these articles in the Epic Times, by the way, great publication. Headline. Marine Corps officer warns Congress against classifying Christians in military as, quote, religious extremists. Imagine that. So imagine if I go to the military and um, I'm classified as a religious extremist. Or if Mr. Jizzle goes and he's classified as a Jewish extremist. Do you see how this can become dangerous very quickly? When, when you just simply disagree or have a different set of beliefs. Now, I'm not saying, you know, Charles Manson, if he walked around saying, look, just because you disagree with the way I like to live my life, which is by killing multiple people, you know, that there's nothing wrong with that. Yes, there is something wrong with that. <laughs> if you have a difference in beliefs that don't violate any set of established laws or, or, or norms, at least that were longstanding, do your thing. There's many people that don't support marriage as between anybody who loves each other, but more so as between a man and a woman. But guess what? It's established law, settled law in America that a man can marry a man and a woman can marry a woman. 
So whatever one's beliefs are, are set aside because we agree to follow the law. Now, of course, this becomes a game in moving the goalpost and how do we change the law? And we, I think we've talked about this before, like the DSM-5 and how that used to say that if you were a transgender individual, you were suffering from mental illness. And now it's no longer. Now it's like a medical condition. And instead of saying, hey, look, I'm a, I'm a guy and I feel like I'm, 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 I'm a girl trapped in a guy's body. They right away would say to me, oh, well, then let's get you some estrogen. Let's get you some implants. Let's, let's get you into becoming a woman. And my thinking is, why wouldn't we say, well, maybe you just need some more testosterone. Let's get you into being more of a man. I'm just asking the question. I'm not saying that's what we should do. But it seems they, they fixed the problem with a ton of hormones to go in the other direction. Why not a little bit of hormones to go back in the, in the, the, the biological direction? And if somebody has an answer, let me know. At Rich Valdez on Twitter, at Rich Valdez on all the social media, Parler, etc. But I believe this is a problem, not the transgender stuff. And we're going to get into that later with Rachel Levine being confirmed. But right now, what I want to talk about is this Marine Corps officer warning Congress, saying that, you know, you can't say that people in the military are, are religious extremists just because they believe in Jesus. This is Holy Week. It's Passion Week. There's lots of Christians listening. There's lots of non-Christians listening. We can't just believe that someone that is uh, disagreeing with us is the enemy. And by the same token, we can't sit there and demonize everybody because of their disagreement in our belief. Here's the quote. First Liberty also obtained a screenshot of an unclassified slide from a U.S. Army training manual. The slide is entitled Religious Extremism, and it purports to identify religious extremists. This is what Michael Berry told the House Armed Services Committee during a hearing on March 24th titled Extremism in the Military. Berry is general counsel to the First Liberty Institute, a Plano, Texas-based public interest law firm that specializes in First Amendment and religious freedom cases. Berry is also an officer in the Marine Corps Reserves, although he's presented his testimony in capacity as a civilian. He goes on. Included among those listed are Al-Qaeda, Hamas, and the Ku Klux Klan as groups that advocate violence or to accomplish their objectives, they're rightly classified as extremists, but also included are evangelical Christianity and Catholicism, who most assuredly do not advocate violence. Surely the fact that evangelical Christians and Catholics hold fast to millennia old views on marriage and human sexuality does not make them extremists who are unfit to serve. I think I could agree with that. He goes on. At a time of turmoil and instability during which our nation faces many external threats, this message is inappropriate and offensive to our service members and those that they defend. The training manual that Barry's referring to is used in the Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin's recently ordered stand down to identify and root out extremists in the U.S. military. Austin's order came in the wake of the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol in which some of the participants happened to be military veterans. Austin said in a Department of Defense video explaining his reasons for the stand down that all military members in each of the branches are required to view that this, there's not a single doubt in his mind that if you take seriously your oath to the Constitution and that you serve this country, you'll do so with honor, dignity, and character. That sounds like a very safe answer. But the question was, Secretary Austin, do you think it's appropriate to say that Christians and Catholics are extremists? And he just says, I think if you take your oath seriously, uh, you know, you're going to do it with honor. Even so, according to this video, 
The stand down is needed because of, quote, extremism and extremist ideology and views, conduct that runs counter to everything we believe in. Austin claimed in the video that the presence of extremist views is not new to our country and sadly it's not new to our military. Adding, he didn't provide the video any examples of any such individuals. Now these training materials that were used in Austin's stand down presentation by Barry during the uh, hearing, they present credible uh, descriptions of extremist ideologies, conduct, reasoning, and identifying characteristics. And this goes on and on. And there's lots of Republicans that are saying, you know what, this is not, this is not good. This this panel that was uh, impaneled to discuss the issue. It's important to point out that we lack any concrete evidence that violent extre- extremism is as rife in the military as some of these commentators claim. I agree with that 100%, hands down. We can't just sit here and say because somebody happens to be Catholic and they went off the uh, off the charts because they were in the cap- the Capitol riot or because they happen to be an evangelical Christian and were at the Capitol riot that now every evangelical Christian, every Catholic is now susceptible to being a capital rioter? Are you kidding me? I mean, because I know somebody that had thoughts like this in Eastern Europe back in the 40s. And the things that he did were unthinkable. People that think that way and paint things with such a broad brush, not good, no bueno. And we're just getting started. So don't move a muscle. Don't change it yet. I got a little bit more I want to share with you. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. He's got the best head of hair in podcasting. This is America with Rich Valdez. Bienvenido America. Welcome back. Rich Valdez here. And I want to thank you guys again for subscribing, for leaving the five-star reviews. You are doing an amazing job. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. It really means a lot to me and to so many people who listen to it. And those numbers continue to grow with us again in that top 200 most listened to news politics podcast. Uh, and it's, it's a very competitive space. It really is. So uh, thank you for that. Now, I want to talk about guns. Bang, bang. Yep. They're back in the forefront. Liberty cannot be established without morality, nor morality without faith. Now, this is important because headline, Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals uh, says, here's the ruling, no constitutional right to open or concealed carry a firearm in public. Now, that's interesting because one would suspect that oneself is one's most valuable property, right? Life, liberty, personal property, pursuit of happiness, right? So my family's lives, my home, I'm allowed to have a gun to protect myself from a tyrannical government. Yet, Alexei de Tocqueville, that's the quote, liberty can't be established without morality, nor morality without faith. A Frenchman in America, he's got all these quotes on democracy. And now we have our own courts saying that What's written in our Constitution isn't really what's written in our Constitution. And I think it's insane, but this is exactly what the left wants and what they've done. And, you know, I think we paint this the left as this big, bad monster and it's nameless and faceless, but it isn't. It's Bernie Sanders and his friends and others. I would go as far to say it's people that are acting on behalf of the old Soviet Union that don't even realize they're doing that. These are the tactics that the KGB employed. 
I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist. I'm just saying that's what they were about, getting ingratiated into society and every aspect and every institution so you could change the way, whether it was labor unions, which that's clear as day. Clear as day, labor unions are totally run by people that want to have massive government, that don't believe in property, that want people to be cogs, not to be people. But all that being said, we have a bunch of audio on this Second Amendment issue. Why? Because it's a huge deal. It's a huge deal because the founders decided we're going to have this Bill of Rights. And of course, we have this First Amendment, but you can't protect your First Amendment without your Second Amendment. And that's pretty basic. Listen to Phil Mudd on CNN yesterday. Such a disgrace. This will offend you. I'm an American. I'm a proud American. But we live in the United States of arrogance. If you look at educational standards in this country, they are mediocre because we cannot look to Asia and Europe and say somebody has a better way. If you look at access to health care in this country, we are mediocre because we cannot look to Asia and Europe and say other people have better access. We should learn. If you look at violent crime and suicide by weapon and you look at Asia and Europe, we simply look at America and say we're exceptional. We cannot look at other countries and say we can learn. This country has a problem with arrogance, John, and you're seeing it in spades when we're dealing with these uh, violent crimes. You know, incredibly disgraceful. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Dish, dispassionate? He's not. He's he's on fire, this guy. So he who doesn't know better is going to listen and go, man, this guy's right. We got to become more like Europe. Man, we got to become more like Asia. We've got to become. Do you hear what he's saying? He's saying that America's not great. America doesn't have anything exceptional to it. America needs to become more like our enemies and more like our competitors. So we need European socialism, right? Oh, access to health care. I love the way they phrase things. I mean, they really are artful in, in their um, art of influencing people through speech. But it doesn't fool me. And I know it doesn't fool you. You know, what's interesting is, he says, we got to become more like Europe. Again, I talked about the French philosopher Alexis de Tocqueville before. Another quote from him. Democracy and socialism have nothing in common but one word, equality. But notice the difference. While democracy seeks equality in liberty, socialism seeks equality in restraint and servitude. That's Alexis de Tocqueville. He's a European, but that's not the kind of European that Mr. Mudd wants us to become. Nope. He wants us to become the people that walk anywhere. It's, oh, I need all sorts of health care, free of charge. Charge me 60% taxes, 70% taxes. I'll live off the 30 because the government is going to take care of me. We need to be more like Asia. Why? We should be more like China so we can maybe have our own Uyghur Muslims that we abuse and sell their body parts and whatever it is that they do. We should condone more genocides. Oh, stop bloviating, Rich. We have plenty of genocides. Look at the, the black men that are dying in America. And see, and this is how they do it. They, it's a circuitous debate that always comes back It's to their zero-sum game. Inequity, inequity, inequity. They don't believe in anything positive. It's always negative. It's always the end of the road. 
And this is how they paint these pictures. So while there's what, there's 300 million people or some odd, 330 million people in America, and there's a hundred some odd million guns, the fraction of, of, of violent guns is obviously zero. We don't have any guns that are violent. We talked about it yesterday. I've never even seen a gun that has a, a bad day get triggered, quote unquote. So what are they talking about? They make this stuff up as they go along. They cherry pick data to make it look like it's something more than it is so that they can get this. Ninth Circuit rules there's no constitutional right to open or concealed carry a firearm in public. And they rule that in Hawaii, saying that the state of Hawaii has a right to deny people concealed carry licenses if they can't prove urgency or need. Now, I guess on its face, and I'm not a constitutional lawyer, maybe I should have been, because I'd love to argue something like this. I'd love to have that body of knowledge at my disposal. It's my understanding that we have natural God-given rights. That's how America works. And then they created a document called the Constitution that said, we're going to create a kind of a list of of limitations on government so that you'll always have your free exercise of those rights. So it's a free-for-all for me, and it's the government that's in a box. Yet somehow it seems like I can't walk around with a gun on my hip in Manhattan, but a cop can. And this has been like this for a long time. So it could be that my view is flawed, which I really don't think it is. I think that we've just accepted the flawed view. And now they're upholding it in court cases. And it's horrible. This ruling impacts a lot of, a lot of states, a lot of, a lot of people. Alaska, Hawaii, California, Arizona, Oregon, Washington, Montana. And that's uh, according to um, a tweet from the NRA. Not good. Not good at all. The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals upheld this Hawaii gun regulation ruling Wednesday, stating that it can restrict the right to openly carry a firearm in public. The 7-4 decision said restrictions on carrying guns in public does not fall within the scope of what is protected by the Second Amendment. Quote, the government may regulate and even prohibit in public places, including government buildings, churches, schools and markets, the open carrying of small arms capable of being concealed, whether they are carried concealed or openly. And that was Judge J. Bybee writing for the majority of this opinion. The majority based their decision on previous rulings and a review of both American and English law. Now, it's true that American law is based on English common law, but that's the basis for it. We don't review English common law today other than to maybe understand our own American law. And I hope that's what they're alluding to in that sentence, because to think that we're going to start looking at the way other countries operate to run our country like Mr. Mudd so stupidly stated, I think is a travesty. But we continue. We've never assumed that individuals have unfettered rights to carry weapons in public spaces, the majority ruled. Indeed, we can find no general right to carry arms into the public square for self-defense. Oh, excuse me. I thought I had a mere right to keep and bear arms and the free exercise of these rights has nothing to do with defending myself per se. It's mainly defending myself against the government. But this debate will go on. It'll go from the circuit court. It'll work its way up the chain. I hope it gets to the Supreme Court. And by God, for the sake of America, I hope that the Supreme Court does the right thing. Because this doesn't sound good and it doesn't look good. The ruling's dumb on its face. 
I'm reading from Right Scoop here. The idea that the founders envision that someone can only protect themselves when they're at home is absurd. Agreed. The Second Amendment says the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That's a quote. It doesn't say the right of the people to keep and bear arms at home or on private property. In fact, it doesn't give any such restriction. And for the Ninth Circuit to continually provide such extra constitutional restrictions proves how much reform it truly needs. I totally agree with that. So keep that locked right there, loaded too. Safety off because things might get hairy. Anyway, there's more to come. So keep it locked right there. I am Rich Valdez and this is America. This is America. He's making podcasting great again. This is America with Rich Valdez. To be or not to be, that is the question. Welcome back, everybody. Bienvenido. Rich Valdez here. And we're talking about this uh, situation coming out of Washington with the new transsexual secretary of health. Dr. Rachel Levine was confirmed by the United States Senate as the Ash, the Assistant Secretary for Health, and this is the first transgender, I believe the proper term is trans woman, because I believe he is a biological male, but is, um, I don't know what word I'm looking for, I'm so bad at this, um, presents himself, herself to the public as Rachel Levine, so is a trans woman, and I do not mean to misgender anyone. Uh, out of any type of disrespect. This is just truly a concept that I'm getting used to. It's not one I'm very familiar with. And I want to be delicate and sensitive. Washington. This is from LifeSite News. The United States voted 52 to 48 Wednesday to confirm Pennsylvania Health Secretary Richard Rachel Levine, a man identifying as a woman, to be Assistant Secretary for the United States Department of Health and Human Services for the Biden administration. Every Democrat voted in favor of Levine, joined by liberal pro-abortion and other senators of such like mind, like Lisa Murkowski and Susan Collins in Maine. Conservative critics have argued that a so-called trans woman who endorses I'm reading from the article. That's not me saying it's so-called. I believe we've already established that is what it's called, trans woman who endorses and promotes the notion that individuals can change their gender identity at will. Levine lacks the medical credibility and objectivity to be entrusted with hot-button transgender issues. He has been, I'm, I'm going to go with she, she has been a long-time outspoken proponent of gender affirmation and sex reassignment. Treatment for minors. Back in 2017, during a lecture, Dr. Levine endorsed puberty blockers to gender-confused children throughout puberty, followed by, quote, sex change surgery at 18. While, tra- take two, while transgender surgery usually is performed only on adults, Levine said there are exceptions. Last month, Senator Rand Paul slammed Levine for his refusal to say absolutely that minors should not be making decisions to amputate their breasts or to amputate their genitalia. And I think you might have heard that audio. We played that audio of Senator Rand Paul. And he goes on. Many will no doubt characterize the Senate's confirmation of Levine today as an historic occasion. 
And they aren't necessarily wrong. This is according to Terry Schilling, president of the American Principles Project, saying for perhaps the first time, the position of Assistant Secretary for Health will be filled by someone who has openly and vocally advocated for allowing children to undergo sex change procedures. This is indeed an unprecedented moment. But while President Biden and the Democrats may have fooled voters last fall into believing such an extreme position wasn't part of their agenda, they won't be able to do it this time around. Every Democrat in the Senate now is on record supporting childhood sex changes, and they will have to answer for that to their voters. Make no mistake, this overreach by left-wing Democrats will have political consequences in 2022 and beyond. Now, LifeSite News. Apart from Levine's personal gender choices, critics note that Levine ran Pennsylvania's draconian COVID-19 response, pushing nursing homes to readmit Wuhan coronavirus patients and ordering two-year-olds to wear masks in public. His nursing home stance was particularly controversial in light of the relevation, excuse me, of the relevation, excuse me, <laughs> in light of the fact that he moved his 95-year-old mother out of a nursing home at the same time. This is uh, it's an old story, but it really, it sickens me. It really is. How could you sit there and tell people, no, you can't move your parents. We're going to put sick people there and, you know, we're doing it because we think it's the right thing to do. Turns out it's the wrong thing to do and people are dropping dead like flies. But you're not so concerned because you were able to get your mom out of there. It's a true disgrace. He claimed it was done at his mother's request, but critics say it showed that Levine knew the risks of his policy guidance. In Pennsylvania, the pandemic struck seniors in nursing homes disproportionately and hard. Harder than other states. This was due in part to poor decisions and oversight by Dr. Levine and the Wolf administration. And that's according to Senator Pat Toomey. Another one that doesn't always call him right, but sounds like he's right on this one. Wednesday announcing his opposition to Levine's confirmation. Moreover, the Commonwealth extended economic lockdowns that Dr. Levine advocated for were deemed excessive, arbitrary in nature, and have led to a very slow recovery. Nevertheless, Levine is perfectly in line with the values and positions of the Biden administration among President Joe Biden's first actions Taking office was getting and signing an executive order declaring a policy to prevent and combat discrimination on the basis of gender identity or sexual orientation and to fully enforce Title VII and other laws that prohibit discrimination on the basis of gender identity or sexual orientation, citing the U.S. Supreme Court's claim in Bostock that federal laws, prohibitions on discrimination because of sex, etc., extends to discrimination on the basis of gender identity and sexual orientation. Whew. It's a mouthful. It's a big deal. So Secretary or Assistant Secretary for Health, Rachel Levine. This is where we are, America. Deadly decisions with children. Saying it's okay to mutilate themselves, remove their breasts and destroy their own genitalia saying it's okay in some situations, in fact, most. I've shared more than once this story, but maybe you're new to the program and you're just checking in. I know of a child, a friend of my daughter's, that overheard, or not overheard, had a conversation with a friend, a boy that is a trans girl and was in tears. 
because he had just left the guidance counselor at this school. And this boy that is a trans girl was upset and was asked by my kid's friend, what's wrong? And this teenage boy, trans girl, his response or her response was the guidance counselor told me that I wasn't trans enough because I didn't want to take hormones. And the kid was in tears. He just wanted to dress like a girl. And that wasn't enough for some 24 or 25-year-old counselor in a school saying that he wasn't trans enough. Now, that counselor is no longer in the school district. And not because of that. Probably one of those backdoor, oh, we don't need you. We're cutting back staff. You know, they probably heard the stories and said, let's get this one out of here before we get in trouble. But it wasn't like it was an open, oh my God, how could you do that to this kid? You're out of here. It wasn't that kind of discipline. Let me tell you, I don't know what it's like to be a parent in that situation, but I can tell you this. Anytime a kid, for whatever reason, goes into a guidance counselor with whatever problems on their mind and that guidance counselor turns to them and tells them they're not this enough or that enough, I think we got a big problem on our hands. when the people that are supposed to guide and assist and help and support and be paracletes to our children instead ridicule them and make them feel minimized because they're not woke enough. They're not trans enough. That is a sin. And none of us should support that. And this is why it's so important for us to stand for things that we believe in. If you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. I say that all the time, but I mean it. It's so important. And that's Hamilton. And of course, the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you to sit there and do nothing. So it's time to stand up for what you believe in. Start organizing. Get your neighbors involved. Get more people. Because you're the answer. The top of that constitution says we the people. We are the solution. Hasta la próxima. Until next time, I'm Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com.